Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dear Alice. We've got Sue Hall here. Hey. How you doing, Sue? I'm good. It is a gray day in Utah. Yeah, it is. To be honest. Yes. Yeah. It's been great, but you guys are sunshine. So happy to be here. I love it. I was going to say winter, am I right? Winter. Utah. Winter in Utah. I think think January is the longest month for everybody in Utah. Groundhog Day. It is. It's the worst. And I I have a birthday in Utah or in January. Yeah. What's your birthday, Sue? The 17th. I'm a Capricorn. Mm -hmm. I think we've mentioned this before, but yeah, it doesn't suit. It doesn't. Although, although listener, you, one of you said you are a Capricorn because you wear a red lip and that's your sign of garnet. <gasps> I, I like, like it. You. Okay. Thank you for helping me find myself in this dreary month yeah. of January. <laughs> Those of us who don't know about our star signs, I like it when you when you, <laughs> when you you pitch in and help know, us out. That's great. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here though. Yeah. We're happy to have you. Yes. Um, Corey Place. Hey. Welcome to Dear Alice. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. It's been, it's been busy. And the are ramp. Are you still cold? Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's the concrete. <laughs> Sorry, I was complaining that my feet were cold earlier, and I was hoping that just like yeah. either Jess or Susan have been cold too, but they weren't. Just so I'm like, toughing it out. Check your iron, buddy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> check your iron. I love Sue. Susan's like a little old lady living inside of a young, hip, fun person. But when, especially when she gets a cold, I'm like, "Are you a hundred? Where are these remedies from? That's amazing. They work, everyone. Fisherman's friends. This is not sponsored." by you, but you should, because I believe in it, guys. Sue <laughs> loves a cough drop that comes in a cardboard <laughs> box in wax paper. I swear, you guys, nothing will kick something like Fisherman's Friends. Yep. <laughs> Hold on, that's the brand of it this? Is. Okay. I do. I have them in my purse all the time. It's a little, it's a little hard lozenge that you just kind of suck on. Ooh. It's very strong. It, like you feel it in your eyeballs, inside your mouth. <laughs> okay. And your nose. And you can't and- blow your throat. Because <laughs> it's <laughs> I can't feel anything. But yeah. <laughs> you know, you I need, forget about the I pain. need windshield wipers for my eyeballs when I take them. <laughs> yeah. We have a mic on subscription Amazon in bulk that they just keep coming. Even Nolan's addicted. What can I say? Every yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I love it. They anyway. have like vitamin C or what's is this like is I it can't a tell placebo you. effect? Okay. I'll just give you no. Okay. It's real. I've, I've if you know, you know. Pipe in if you know. I think you should give him one and then he can um, give us, um, at the end of this podcast, he can give us a review on the Fisherman's Yeah, let's let's get one right now. And then, oh, okay. Oh, dang it. Never mind. Next time. Yeah. Give a subscription. Okay. Yeah. Corey, what are you excited about lately? Uh, Man, I've... I'm a huge football fan, guys. I'm sorry. I saw you talking about it earlier with the yeah, guys. That's it, so funny. And I'm geeking out. Right? I love the Dallas Cowboys, uh-huh. um, which most of America hates. You either love them or hate them. And they're killing it right now. My dad and I are like so pumped. We talk, <laughs> we talk on the phone. Like, I love it. Like, I, I don't know. I, I hardly ever talk. To, well, we'll talk on the phone for like two hours a night. Just being like geeking out on it. That's so a, I'm really yeah. excited about that. It's that yeah. time of year. It's fun. I, I love it. How well, about you, Jess? What are you excited about? I was going to say, I was trying to think of like, what's my football, but probably this. This is your sport. Probably interior design. Your sports ball game. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like we get together on Dear Alice and this is like our sports ball and we're passionate about it. And we have to talk it out for an hour with all these awesome listeners. Thanks for listening, guys. We have things to say. Yeah, we do. Oh. Yeah, we do. Well, let's get to our sport, shall we? Shall we? <laughs> okay. And we're going to talk about something super positive today. Tell them, Sue. Design fails. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to be like really transparent that this happens to everybody in the industry. And I got a DM from a new designer 
And um, I don't know how many projects she's done so far, but she said she had some really bad feedback from a client that said you shouldn't even be in the design industry. They felt like things went so poorly. And she's like, do you ever get discouraged? And I was like, oh man, if we had a book, (laughs) if we had a podcast, we we would break this down. And we're like, you know what? This is such a deep question. And I feel like it's important for us to talk about it openly because a lot of you guys are in the design field and you can all relate to this right now. Mm -hmm. And um, we wish you were all here so we could all give our very best stories. But we sort of sat down and kind of collected some moments and because we learn the most from our failures, they've been our greatest teaching moments, you know, and I feel like it's the cost of tuition when it comes to interior design is like, that's how you learn. And unfortunately it's painful and you can't sleep at night and it's always running around in the back of your head like a gerbil and until you finally solve it and then you get on to another client inevitable, something's going to go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it's within your control that you then switch that behavior in the next one. Sometimes it's out of your control. And so you just have to learn how to roll with it and how to make lemonade out of this really sour lemon. Yeah. Yeah. So. Make lemonade like the Beyonce album, exactly. lemonade. Yeah. Exactly. Not Your like music. to drink lemonade. No. Yeah. Like you're going to make something really good out of yeah, it. No, yeah. I think this, that's any industry though. You know what I mean? Like there are things that, that are teaching moments that you learn from. Mm-hmm. And then there are some things like logistically that are out of your control that unfortunately make you, you know, as the, either the business owner, you know, look bad. And that's just with everything. And it's, those are the, to me, the most frustrating things. Hashtag COVID. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. 100%. Pandemic, so, thanks. The shipping crisis. Really yeah, it's just yeah. like, man, so hard. Yeah, you're right. Oh. It's everybody. It's not just, it's not just you. No. It's not just us. No, he said yeah. that. Whatever you do, listener, like that's, I'm yeah. sure you can think of stories in your own industry. The high tech industry, that every industry has this. So we're just speaking up about interior design, mostly to kind of answer that viewer's question of, you know, or listeners question of, does this happen to you and, and how do you overcome it? So we're going to just talk about that. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it does happen to us. It does. Yeah. And honest, honestly, I think every project has something that you learn from. And then right? there's, mm-hmm. then there's that one project every, where it feels like nothing, you know, everything goes wrong. Yeah. I feel yeah. there's one every yeah. once in a while and it's, some are just cursed. Yeah. 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 But it's, you make it it's not us. It's them. I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> a karma thing. Sorry, <laughs> y'all. Yeah, for sure. We actually take a minute in each of our design meetings each week. We have an all hands meeting where we all come together. And the first thing we start with is lessons learned. And that means how did we fail this week so that we could learn from it? Because collectively as an entire team in a room full of people, if we can all learn that same lesson from that one person, then we don't all have to experience that fail. And so we can get better faster. So I have a friend that's in the tech industry and he says, we make mistakes faster than anyone, which means that we all get to learn and grow faster and overcome this. And so I would like to say to fix it. Yeah. So I would like to say that about Alice Lane. We make mistakes faster than anybody. And yes, we're, it's so painful for us. We, we get it fixed right away. Um, one thing that is like a major, major mistake 100% of the time is when you um, finish, when you, when you finally get everything ordered and you get your furniture all here and you're ready to get it to the home, mm-hmm. what happens to you ready the delivery process the delivery process okay. yeah yeah the delivery process everybody it's yeah. really and i have to say like now versus 
eight, 10 years ago, it's a completely different game. Uh-huh. And we've been doing this long enough that we can, like, it's fun to be able to say that and be like, okay, that was when it used to run really smoothly. And we can see completely how the climate of that industry has changed and it's gotten really hard. So understand that if you're about to install your furniture designers, clients, if you're a client to a designer mm-hmm. and you're really frustrated, know that this is industry wide, that furniture is going to get shipped to a warehouse. They're going to receive it. There's a lot, there's probably not as many workers that are receiving it. They might not be the most qualified workers also receiving and touching that furniture. Mm -hmm. So when it comes, it used to be that when we do an install and this was a good install, like 10% claims, like I think like over around the board, we're Mm -hmm. like more like 20%. A claim. Let's define a claim. Okay. A claim is when something comes in damaged. Mm-hmm. like damaged or it's not upholstered or the, the lamp is thing. missing a lampshade yeah, or the finial's gone or just like anything that could go wrong with a piece of furniture mm-hmm. where it's not like user, you know, defined, like you didn't break it. Yeah. It came broken. That is a claim. And that's something that your designer and their team should handle with the vendor to get a new replacement to you. And it's just a long process. Yeah. It's a super long process. And it goes a lot better if, you know, of course the designer is on site to receive everything, place everything, inspect everything, take pictures of anything broken. Um, if the client opts to do their own install to save money, then they absorb all the frustration of seeing broken things come in. We expect it. We expect 10% or 20%. And our claims department is on standby and we have three whole people just dedicated to that job here at Alice Lane. But if you don't, then the designer is responsible for that. And it feels like it wasn't a successful install because one of your vendor's products arrived broken and it's nobody's fault. We don't know if it's the shipping and receiving team. How many people touch a product before it's sitting in a client's home, would you say? We tracked it and I think it was about 14 or 15 hands that touched this product. 14, 15 people's hands. Oh yeah, people's hands. Yeah. yeah. So 28 hands yes. and if it's 14. <laughs> you betcha. Yeah. I can do math. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah. like a lot. It, it touches a lot of hands and you know, like. It's like the game of telephone by yeah. the end. Like you're just praying Ooh. that the message comes clear, right? Yeah. The, the, the piece comes in on, <laughs> on, like if a lampshade's dented. Yeah. That's ruined. You're not going to just pop it back out and it's no. going to be unharmed, you know? No. So or that last hand that touched it is dirty and they place it. Oh, then like, worse. there's nothing worse. And then you're like, but that's a claim. Yeah. So you, we have to worry about getting someone out there to get that thing cleaned. Yeah. But you have to make sure that you as like the receiver are watching for that so that we can take care of it for you. If it goes a certain amount of time, the company's like not going to like take ownership mm-hmm. if you don't catch it right when it happens. So it's this really tender, like balancing act, right. Of mm-hmm. just like watching everything, making sure people are putting things in the right spot, making sure everything's in the, like in good condition in the in exact condition. Right. Yeah, and, for sure. And recording it and getting it to the proper, proper people to take care of it. If, if, if there is an issue. So, right. Yeah. Also, if um, you unpack a mirror or a lamp or something and you throw away the hardware because it is, it has been the harp has been buried. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like they have a little cutout with the harp pushed into the styrofoam. And if your delivery team is too, too fast to throw away the garbage, then you don't have a harp for your lamp. We just barely had hardware thrown away on a mirror that goes in the bathroom at Alice Lane. We've been open for like a month and uh, in the news store and Ooh. still no mirror well, because like study we're doing like mirrors because you know. the hardware and I'm like, how long have we done this? But the delivery guys changed, you know, yeah. some guys are, are not as, as old or seasoned. And yeah. so you're like, 
oh, we're so close. Mm-hmm. But now we got to order a new mirror just for the hardware. So, cause they didn't just offer hardware. So yeah. it's just like, it's maddening. It's maddening. So if you have OCD or you're, um, you would, you would hate this job. <laughs> it would just, it's never going to be exactly perfect until Hard. you overcome the claims and then finish everything right. But it's never perfect the exact first time. Yeah. yeah. And just know that the claims process, once that's submitted, it takes the vendor a long time to like get the right one back to you. Weeks. Yeah. So if you like months. Yeah. Like it just yeah. takes, it's, right now it but takes But if you don't submit the claim within 72 hours. It's obsolete. They, yeah. They won't. You don't get to They won't do the it. claim. So it's also a race, but then they don't have to race. So mm-hmm. Such yeah. a hard. it's really, really hard. And we, and the designer, unfortunately we don't have control once it's in their hands. We just like send a prayer up and be like, please bless it. It's there when we want to do a photo shoot in the spring and everything's green. Oh yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah. You're just a, pr- a prayer to heaven every time. Um, yeah. I think there's, there's errors too that, as young designers, um, the gal that sent you a question, I don't know if there was like a mistake that happened. Mm -hmm. I think we can all like in my career and Jess's career, we can all think of a time where we didn't order the sectional right because of the left facing or right facing arm and every vendor. And when I say that, if you're not familiar with furniture, your sectionals come in all sorts of different orientations and you have like different companies call them different things, which is very confusing. I wish they would uniform, but they don't. And so I think every designer at some point in their life has made the mistake of ordering the wrong sectional piece. Mm -hmm. And once you do that one time, you don't do it again because you look 10 times. But I think every junior that's ever worked for us has ordered one, one thing that's wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's just, it's sad, but then they don't make that mistake again. And then you don't notice it because it, you know, gets delivered. It's in the box, box. warehouse it until we install. And then that's when we notice it. So it just like, is like, man, we ordered, it feels like forever ago you know, yeah. but we didn't like break open the box, yeah. you know, and take it out to look at it. Cause then we'd have to store it, yeah. you know, like out of a box. Yeah. So that's, yeah. but then yeah. you create a process. And so now I have like, we have more than one person looking at that order to make sure that that doesn't happen. So like you get better, we've gotten better. We're getting better continually. Yes. <laughs> we used to have blue sheets. <laughs> oh, shoot. He's taking it old school. I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? Was blue sheet was the, what was the blue sheet uh, for? It was the order. Like we would like handwrite the blue sheet order and now everything's obviously digital and a lot yeah. more. Um, and then I would walk around and confirm the order with every designer. That was my first job. so archaic. Oh, man. Uh, remember papers? We're trying to do it a lot better. We're trying to archive, guys. We've we like to say, we like better. to say we were cowboys then. We were yeah. cowboys. And so just give yourself permission if you're new and starting out you guys will look back on the processes or lack of processes that you had when you started out and you can just say we were cowboys then yep and now you get to be this smooth fine refined you know whatever you are you get better right and i was talking to um, one of the design christina that's designed with us for a long time i'm like what's a design fail or like something that happened to you as a young designer that you're like you never make that mistake again and she said she worked at this um architecture firm that did a lot of commercial work and they were doing this school and like with school furniture, like there's not pretty options, but she put the wrong color on the carpet. And so you have an entire school full of carpet. And she's like, it happened to come in the most ugly color because Uh. of two numbers that weren't typed in correctly on the color of the order. And so, and at that point you, you're, 
kind of, you're stuck, right? Cause you just received all this carpet. Anyway, she's just like, I'll never ever make that mistake again of missing the color code on a fabric or a carpet because that hurts so bad. Oh my you know? gosh. Yeah. So, but that did hurt. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. So. I think we're all feeling the pain of that. <laughs> Bless her heart. <laughs> that yeah. poor school. Totally. <laughs> I hope they got that remedied. Definitely. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, the, the fact is, is that everyone's human. And so if you can go into this, like knowing that everyone's trying to be better and there, there will be mistakes, but just make sure as the designer that you're taking care of it, you know, uh, by not making that mistake again and just correcting the process so you, that you don't do that for future clients and you take care of the one mistake that you did do. And so, and so a lot of times that's idiot. You know, I feel like we've eaten a lot of sectionals. Definitely. Yeah. Or random. Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth Bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand, to your um, hand. It's like slippery dolphin, like your feet swishing around is so, so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self-care sleep health if you just head over to cozyearth.com and use the promo code dear alice for an exclusive 35 percent off you guys we don't have to wait for a sale you can use this anytime again the code is dear alice for an exclusive 35 percent off better sleep awaits you with cozy earth some pieces of a sectional <laughs> yeah speaking of which um i think one of the things that's really hard to know yeah. in the beginning too is just like you need to be able to measure the doorways and the heights of things because sometimes furniture doesn't fit into the space that you designed it for sure especially does. in more historical projects we did a, we did a home out in new jersey we're a very um <laughs> lovely athlete in anyway existing home and they were trying to get this um, sectional down into the basement. And there's not like a big window in this old home to like yeah. pull, pull it, you know, open up the window, pull it through. And so we literally had to have somebody come and disassemble a sectional. Do you know what that means? Like on a, basically chop it up a little bit, unupholster it, and then put it back together like Humpty Dumpty in the basement. And like it was, it's heartbreaking when you see it like just try and cheese wedge it like through oh, a doorway and it just does not fit. And so luckily, um, you make sure you know a guy. Okay. I think you said there's deconstruction services out there, there in New York, yeah. New Jersey, because mm -hmm. they're used to having to fit things in, in odd ways. And so they know how to break it down 
in a way that they can put it back together again. So it seemed more official than Hacksaw-ish. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right? it wasn't just like Jenny yeah. down the street has some, yeah. <laughs> has some tools. Yeah. Jenny from the, the block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get a stapler for the fabric. Um, oh man. No, but kind of as a designer too, like know your resources, like just under, like be smart about how you're going to fix this and how you're going to solve for this because these things will happen. Mm-hmm. And so, but just try and anticipate it before it does happen so that you don't have to go through the heartache of having Tony down the street. I'm just kidding. Um, have to rebuild your sectional and, oh, a, profession, and a professional athlete space. That job sounds like my dream. Like that's my nightmare. Job. Yeah, like it really that. is. Like Every, it's it is. actually everybody's nightmare, yeah. including the client. Yeah, yeah. for oh, sure. It's any of those bad surprises. We've done stuff like in, down uh-huh. in New York and things. And it's just like even getting trucks there, delivery companies in there. It is such a logistical nightmare yeah. to do that in a busy city and in older like neighborhoods like that. So, so you have to measure your doorways. You have to make sure the hallways or the sinks can turn. Take it into Revit guys, go 3d and try and like deliver that yourself. It's like a, it's like a video game. It really is. It should should be called interior designer. (laughs) (laughs) And like they give them really hard projects of how to get these things in. That's the next thing we're doing, Jess. It's like a new Tetris. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Oh, everybody's uh, like, I don't want to be an fit. interior designer when I grow up. That's too hard. I, I can't solve it. And then oh, you've got man. a client that's like maybe freaking out at the same time. You're like the pressure, yeah. the pressure of the situation. Luckily the client wasn't there. You guys, I would say just like as a client experience, even like if everything shows up beautifully, yeah. just come at the end. Oh gosh. Like you're on an you, don't, show. you don't need to like live through the drama and the, and the truck pulls away and you get to have a beautiful reveal because at that point the designers have time to adjust and make everything look great. I remember we did the master class and we were listening to Kelly Wurstler, even freaking Kelly Wurstler. She said, she's just like, went in and install, just know that not everything's going to fit it. Even though you've measured twice, cut once. Totally. There's going to be something that needs to be adjusted. That's just part of the process. So be okay. I was, when she said that, I was just like, manna from heaven. Thank you. Yeah. That's such a relief. If the client gets to experience it and have their first impression, just be like amazing. Then you can say, I can send you an email. There's a few claims um, and we're on it. Our team's on it. We'll give you estimated dates when they'll arrive. But like it's handled like the show scandal with Olivia Pope. Do you remember that show? And she was just like, it's handled. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a really good interior designer can just handle it and you don't have to feel the pain of the pain that she just experienced during your whole install. Yeah. I know. I, we just had a client come in from California and we did a home for them. It's the, um, the mountain home. I can't remember what it's Tahoe tree house. house. Yeah. And we're doing another home for them for their primary residence, but the Tahoe tree house was a second residence. So they weren't there when we did the install, but when they came, it was Christmas, like literally Christmas we oh. installed, we had the trees up, we had candles burning and they were just saying, they're like, that was the most beautiful experience. And even when they walked in Alice Lane right now during holiday, mm-hmm. they're like, this smells like Tahoe. Aww. Anyway, they were just taken back to that day that they just had like this beautiful, like mm-hmm. euphoric moment of just like their family is going to make memories in this like oasis without having to feel some of the pain points that are naturally going to happen. That's why you hire a designer. Yeah. You guys, cause like, otherwise you'd be making all the painstaking decisions and just getting to that point. But then the installation, let your designer take care of it. Mm-hmm. And I would say in most cases, if you trust your designer, trust them. Like your house is going to turn out better. Yeah. So if 
yeah, go on vacation, guys. Yeah. There's no it. need for you to be there. No. It'll yeah. be less stressful for everyone. Yeah. Client included. Probably. Right? Yeah. We'll yeah. take a reel. We'll do some behind the scenes. So it feels like you were, but you won't have to be there for the claims. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. There you go. I like that. Um, also, be, I mean, kind of like that, how you were like, everything doesn't always fit. Um, even if you have a set of floral plans, the way that the house is built is usually a little off from the plan. It might be a few inches. Also, nothing's really plumb, level or square. And so it's just interesting how the house kind of takes on its own, you know, it's like a mind of its own kind of a thing. And I know we just barely recently finished up a theater for a home in Highland, Utah. And, um, the whole thing was sorted out and then we did the entire house, the main level, upper yeah. levels and everything was good on the plans. And this was an existing home remodel. And so we trusted that the plans were good and we site measured the upstairs and stuff and, and everything was, uh-huh. was great. So you assume we assume don't assume designers just freaking site measure. Um, especially if it's remodel. Anyway, we assumed that the basement was right. And when we got the furniture in for the install, we realized, you know how there's levels in a theater? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We switched the depths on the levels. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so the level that we were having the recliners go on on the very back actually needed to be on the second level because they, anyway, it just, it, it wasn't fit. the way it was drawn mm-hmm. by the architect on the plan. We just had the same thing happen for a home in Dallas in this playroom where we had a sofa, a console, this like little area for their kids to play in. And we like drew out everything the art, where it goes. We, they went to install the art before all the furniture got there. And only two of the art pieces fit. And there's three, but on our drawings, they mm-hmm. fit perfectly with room to spare. Same with the sofa. But like when we got there, we're just like that third piece of art doesn't fit. The size is correct from the orders. So we don't order anything incorrectly. The plans were just completely wrong. Even though we did the entire house, just, and they even had, I think a draftsman come in and draft it so that we could but it was wrong. And so now we have a floating console that luckily if you're a good designer, you'll repurpose that in a spot that'll look natural. Mm-hmm. And there's always, I feel like we always say everything's figure outable. Yeah. You know, if you have the right, you have smart people figuring out there's a way to figure it out. And whether that be that you have to take that back, we're going to figure it out. If there's a way to repurpose mm-hmm. it, we're going to figure that out. Totally. But like in this case, we just had to tell the client, like we're looking at our plans and we had everything like the, they came in exactly the way they were supposed to the plans are off. Can you set, can you take a couple measurements? We'll confirm and then we'll figure out what to do with this extra mm-hmm. console that we do not have room for in the room. So anyway, yeah, just if you can just site measure whenever mm-hmm. possible. Just double measure check everything. everything. Yep. Yeah. That's great. Um, we had to take a railing off once. This was out in New Jersey. Oh yeah. We were doing some work for a professional baseball player. Yeah. Yeah. That was the same. Yeah. Uh huh. Anyway, we could not get um, the furniture to go up the stairs. And for the master bedroom, there was like a sitting room. Yeah. Was it metal or wood? Metal. Like, thank goodness. Yeah. So you just unscrew it from like the finished work wall. What if it was wood? Shit. I mean, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> to get Girl. Tony down the street to saw it and glue it back on. Could you imagine? Devils. Yeah. Like rebuild the railing. It was legitimately like uh, we were just like uh, at a loss. This is just not going to work uh-uh. at all. And then luckily, you know, had the bright idea. Here's the thing. You have to be like, your brain has to be like Gumby. You have to be so willing to bend and change and adapt. And if you're a type A personality that just wants perfection, 
you're just gonna, you're gonna burn out of this field (laughs) in four years because your mental health is just going to go downhill Mm. because it's never going to turn out the way that you plan on it. You can't have a plan. You can have a rough plan of how this is going to work. Like, okay, the rugs are going to come on the first truck. We're going to lay all the rugs down in the house. And then we start building the furniture, Mm. you know, the sofas and everything else on top of it. But then inevitably the rugs are going to come last. You know what I mean? And you have to do the work all over again, or it's just always something, but it's hard to feel like you have a lot of success. (laughs) Yeah. Until the client walks through and everything's perfect and candles are lit and you're just like sweaty armpits, man. That was (laughs) sweaty armpits. Yeah. Adult (laughs) Yeah. And they have nightmares about it for, for a beat. Yeah. You know that you're a designer. If you are the designer, you, you have anxiety the entire night before. Oh and yeah. Install. Like, for sure. Yeah. I don't eat. I get like shaky. Do they, do they, yeah, you, you know, don't, you can't person. eat. No, you got to put a, a camel back on camel back with smoothies. <laughs> through my veins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do handling those issues like become easier for you guys? Like in my, like in the construction, you know, when I'm doing a project and stuff comes up, I'm like, ah, I've handled things harder before. I'm going to figure it out. Do you guys get to a point where no, you feel like that? I, we have so many, we have so many people that we can call. Yeah. Um, we have a pretty great network and so it's figure outable, but it's still just like, Gosh, dang, dang it. <laughs> it's never less frustrating for yeah. sure. But it's I just mean, like, it is, I can it is less this. frustrating because some, because in the, f- when you're first starting out, you don't have the lifelines. Yeah. You don't have the phone of friends. Yeah. You're just like on an Island inside your mind. And you're like, it's dark and lonely. It's dark There's and lonely no and it's raining. Island. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're, you're out and you're naked <laughs> and afraid. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she was feeling oh, when she DM'd yeah. me this girl. So lamb, I'm so sorry. It'll get better. <laughs> oh man, you guys, this is so painful to record. I'm feeling the feelings. Oh my gosh. Uh, but I will say that even when she hits the fan and like things don't go right initially, we yeah. figure it out. And oftentimes it gets better. I yeah. don't know. It's kind of like when you're, you're dealt like a tricky floor plan and you come up with something really creative and like, I don't know. I think that that's the sign of a good designer if they're able to roll with it. And make it beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like even in this theater um, and the client's so rad too. And we're good friends. Mm-hmm. We're able to talk it out. And she's just like, what if we took a more London pub? And I'm like, fantastic. So like her experiences, my experiences, my resources of framers and, and things like that. It's going to be great. And it's going to even be better yeah. than we initially had planned it totally. just because of some of these hiccups. Yeah. Um, would it have been nice to like, I'm sure for her to be done with it. You betcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it will, I feel like it'll be better in the long run because of some of these unfortunate, you know, unfortunate events, but we'll make it right. And totally. a good designer makes it right. Yeah. Also, I think if you, if you choose coworkers as you're building your firm that you get along with really well and they have a sense of humor, it's going to be so much more delightful that yeah. you guys can laugh about it in some of these hard like times. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's like the medicine on the whole project. So as you're like looking across the table and you're hiring, you're looking to hire somebody, keep that in mind. You know, you just want somebody that's got a little wink in their eye and a giggle and you know what I mean? Cause it's, it's super hard. Um, one of the things that, that I was, um, sort of commiserating with a friend in another state that also owns her own design firm where we were talking about neglecting our bodies for so long and, um, for our clients. And I feel like in the beginning for like the first five years, I didn't go to the dentist. I I mean, I don't think either of us did. We didn't do, I mean, we didn't do anything except for walk across street Sally's and get a diet Coke. (laughs) 
Damn. Sally's was the best. Sally's was a, a Chevron, Chevron station. <laughs> it was like a Sally. S- if you're out there, we miss you. It's a really small one. A lady named Sally be on the front desk was always working and it made it really fun. We'd buy like candy and rips and diet Coke and just anything to sustain us. Like, oh through the late my gosh. Hours of the and we worked till midnight every night and times two. Yeah. And we would work in the store till it closed and then we would lock it and work. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm that sorry. It closed at seven and then we stayed till midnight or so. And Anyway, when I finally went in to go get dental work done, I had what I thought was three root canals in the back area. I thought I had a sinus infection because the whole side hurt <laughs> like a sinus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three root canals that turned into um, an implant, a dental implant. And I was just like, this would have been... I get to get two implants right now. This, this would have been so much less expensive if I had just gone to the darn dentist and found out I had a cavity instead of all this hoopla. So it's, yeah, you have to be able to listen to it. My friend has scoliosis and she said, when I started, I had a C curve. Now I have an S curve in my spine. And just like the, the amount that we neglect to be able to take care of the clients and the people that we, we love and we put this first and it's always top of mind and we dream about it and we solve problems in our sleep. We had um, one of the designers that worked on the building with me, she set up in the middle of the night, like four months ago and was like, oh, I think I forgot outlets in the new showroom. And she grabbed her phone and she zoomed him on in the plans really tiny. And she was like, there's no outlets. Yeah. And we had just finished drywall and mud. So it was like, and the thing is, is like, we're not the architect on the plan and we didn't, for some reason, ever get to see his electrical plans. Well, it's, I mean, there's so many pages. It's like to, when you're new to reading plans, yeah, to have to like integrate them all to one and know how they interact with each other is so hard. That's why stuff like mm-hmm. framing, like that's why it comes, it's dealer's choice at that point. That's something Jess yeah. says that I think mm-hmm. is hilarious, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Like the subcontractor just does what they, they shoot from the hip and do what mm-hmm. they think is best. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's how stuff like that happens. And you know, you just, you, you just roll with the punches and you know, we, we fixed it. And I walked around with the electrician It's like, Oh, here's where we can punch this wall to put one right here. And you know, we kind of just game planned like that. So yeah. So, yeah. Be flexible, be yeah. flexible with yourself, be flexible with your team. Cause things are going to happen. Definitely. If your team member has to go to the dentist, please exhort them to do that. <laughs> it's just like, or, or anything. You need a mental health. Any doc- yeah, yeah for sure. It's emotional. It's, it's super emotional yeah. work. Yeah. I feel like we feel it in our bodies. We do feel it in we our really bodies. Do. I feel like we feel the stress in our bodies. We feel the goodness in our bodies for sure. Mm-hmm. But that, I mean, sometimes those moments are for, further between than others. So definitely, you, you definitely feel the stress. Yeah. Here's one thing that I think a lot like to myself about, and this is a lot of any industry where you're like, you don't have to put in a ton of hours where that's your own business, whatever. I feel like you have to have the passion for it. And if your passion will carry you through the hard times, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Cause you deep down love it and you feel like it's your calling that you, that's what you were meant for in life. I feel like that's how interior design is. is. Like you were called to do it, Mm -hmm. you know? Definitely. Definitely. It's not for the money. (laughs) (laughs) No, most (laughs) certainly. We always say that we're like designers on a designer budget for sure, but we just love it. Yeah. We we stare at images all the time and we just like, we trade them back and forth like baseball cards, you know, like, Uh yeah. Yeah, we would be doing it anyway, even if we weren't getting paid for it. We'd be like rearranging our friend's house and 
going shopping with our friends and you know what I mean? It's like a, yeah. getting resourceful. It's just, yeah, blood. it's a, it's a bug. It's a disease. It's a lifestyle. It's, it's a lot of things for sure. Um, I think one of the things that's really helpful um, in a design team is just that when things don't go right, we get to collaborate with each other and we have the support of each other, yep. um, which is really nice. And I like to say high tides raise all boats. I love that. You know, because... it's been a motto since the beginning. You yeah. You've always said that. Because I get to take Suzanne's strength and Corey's strength and the people around me's strength and it raises me up. If I know something, I share it with them, it raises them up. So... Um, I always have said, hire people that are better than you, which definitely I did when I hired Sue. Oh. Yeah, for sure. And and then Sue's would do the same. She'd say, oh, we should hire this girl in school. She was so good for different reasons and, mm-hmm. and everything else. And so um, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room ever. You want to hire people that are smarter because that will raise your level with because mm-hmm. you'll have all the collected knowledge. Yep. And you kind of want a dynamic team of people that are unique to you, but still can be a part of the same vision that they're not so headstrong about their way, you know, or their ego. Yeah. I'm like, we usually say, check your ego at the door. Yeah. Like at this point, like there's nothing more humbling than interior design guys. Oh, I know. It's super humbling. Yeah. And if you all are on the same page, that's, that's everything. And I'll say that about like our internal team, but also about the people that we choose to work with mm-hmm. and our subcontractors and the people that we have in our Rolodex and our phones. Yeah. Like I think if, if any problem comes up, like you or I have a number, Corey, seriously, like Corey, like had like so many phone of friends during the build, the building. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Corey's guy's doing the tile. Corey's guy's doing this. Cause <laughs> this guys. guy didn't show, he, yeah. you know, a guy, but I, I like, we have a favorite electrician that we know is going to encounter well with the client. If we're mm-hmm. not there, like who will re- represent you as a person, be it an employee of yours or be a subcontractor of yours that's going to give that person a good experience that they're going to like have a nice taste in their mouth totally. when the project is done. Yeah, definitely. Things will go wrong, but at least if you're surrounded by good people and mm-hmm. everybody knows that they're on, you know, Team Smith or who, whatever the client's name, like we're all working for this person. Totally. Nobody's trying to sabotage anybody. We all want the same goal and we want it to be beautiful. So just remember that as a designer and as a client that like, nobody is out to get you. Yeah, you for know? sure. Yeah. Building an amazing network is, is one of the most rewarding things of being a great designer, having great resources and having an amazing network. Um, one of the things that is always just like kind of tickles me in a way is we have this amazing wallpaper hanger. It took us probably six or seven years into the game so to find them. We had a really grumpy one. We'd have to warn our clients, just, Hey, heads up. He's a hundred years old. He's going to be, acting like he's doing you a massive favor and <laughs> your pain he's going to be slow. <laughs> and uh, it was, the worst it sense. was a nightmare. I felt like our first drapery person was that way too. And, um, anyway, we found this new guy and he's just, he's amazing and we love him, but he, he doesn't want to work for people that aren't kind or that are mean or uptight or anything else because he's in their home and he just really wants a Zen environment. Like he's lived long enough that he's like, I, you know what? I'm busy enough. I don't want to work for people that are super ornery. So, so the money's not even like, he's just like, if there's bad energy, he's out. Yeah, he's out. And so I'm like, I just kind of love that about that hardcore about Matthew. And, um, yeah. And so when we do refer him to people that we know have a really good, you know, they just got a good vibe about them. I'm just saying this to all of you because if you have subs in your home, they feel it. Like yeah. they're sensitive to it. You know, they're in your home. And I think you can just be 
bend over backwards lovely because inevitably something is gonna be missing or he has to go get a thing or maybe he has it's to not level or he has to come back yeah. and get and and bring something another day or something like that they just um they're working really hard for you to make these things happen and you're building a dream home potentially and so I don't know I just just feel sensitive to that for the subs and we do a really we we look really hard and wide to find the best ones that have the best energy and you know what I mean are the kindest yeah. and you'll love having them in your home like yeah, the electrician I'm really like to send any of those guys yeah, into yeah. someone's home and they're I'm so not, good I have to think twice about it yeah um, I think the first time that I went to a site and Matthew was there, he had like Sufjan Stevens. Like, Sufjan Stevens. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, just like playing so lightly. And he was just like, he's just the loveliest. Surround yourself mm-hmm. with people like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if, I, sure. if I was going to hang wallpaper, that's who I I'd want to listen to. Just super calm. <laughs> yeah. Still water. Yeah. Yeah. Transient. yeah. Definitely. Anyway. Yeah. You just love these people. You we do. Really, I just love yeah. them. But they're like a, you feel like they're like your pocket knife that has like all these attachments. Like yeah. I can pull this guy out at any time and be like, Oh yeah, Matthew can come do this. Or yeah. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Tyler can come and silver leaf that ceiling or we just know all these people and we can text them and have an answer in a minute. And mm-hmm. that's what makes I think a designer so valuable and worth her hourly rate is the fact that she can solve so many problems, answer yep. so many questions so within true. an hour so true. versus, you know, the person just starting out is still trying to sort of build that Rolodex. Um, it won't be for a lack of effort because everybody works so hard to try and do it, but it's just really nice to be in the game for a while. Um, but when you get to another state, which we do mostly out of state work, you know, then I think using the Rolodex of the builder that you're working with mm-hmm. is a really nice shortcut. Yeah. Especially sometimes you'll bring Matthew across state lines. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Yeah. We've also built cabinets here in Utah and brought those across state lines. You wouldn't believe. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We're so lucky. We are so lucky. With a lot of resourceful people that are super talented. Yeah. Really great craftsmen. We've done cabinets, range hoods, wallpaper. Yeah. What else? Anything else? Flooring, tile. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's good. It's really good. I love it. Um, the world is a lot smaller than we think, you know, so as far true. as, you know, yeah. like it's the effort it would be to try and find someone great. Most of our clients are like, no, let's use your guy, mm-hmm. you know, cause they trust us and they trust our, our projects that they've seen. And they're just like, he did a fantastic job. I don't want anyone hanging my Gracie paper that costs $40,000, uh-uh. you know? Yeah. yeah. So he's going to Odessa. For sure. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. I love that. Um, another tip is like to use your reps, um, besides your Rolodex yeah. and besides the people in your office, your reps are on your team as well. Um, those are your, um, vendor representatives. Yeah. yeah. And so they're, you know, they're paid to obviously help you if you have any questions, but, um, how is, how have reps helped you in a pinch Sue? I just, either I have them on my phone. I call them fast. Um, if something does, if, something doesn't come in at an install. I can usually call a rep and be like, Hey, is this in stock? I'm going to send you a picture of it. This one, it's not available. I just need to, I need news. To, I need something to tell my client mm-hmm. and you're the fastest person to tell me what that would be. Or if I'm, or if even before we're installing, we're doing the actual design and I'm like, gosh, I need a sectional with a sleeper for this bonus room, you know, for all these needs that the client has. I know to call my furniture reps. And I know which ones are my favorite, what stuff sits the best. So I'm going to call them and say, Hey, what do you have that has this, this function? This is what I need. He's like, Oh yeah, this one. 
He has a name memorized because that's what they're expert in. Yeah. So just like know your experts, mm-hmm. um, you know, or, or I'm looking for an ivory fabric. I need it to be Krypton. I need it to be like, so performance. Can you send me samples? It's like, yep, I'll have them in the mail tonight. They'll be there by the end of week. Yeah. And so, so instead you're getting a designer that makes one call phone call for five or 10 minutes and then somebody else is working for her for free instead of her going to um, the, design the design district in LA and going to look for fabrics for a day or something like that. And, and so not being an expert in those fabrics. Yeah, totally. You know, or those frames or how it's built or what is the best thing for, you know, this bunkhouse with like a hundred children in it over Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. like you just Definitely. need to know who to call. Yep. Yeah. They can shorten your design time um, just by being super resourceful and having all these people. At their I'm really proud that we're efficient that way. Me too. Like we've really built our library and our people. Yeah. So definitely good. we can get things done a lot faster yes. and you'll be able to get things done a lot faster. Here's a tip, like young designers. I remember I was talking to a builder and they were telling me about like their design, their design house, whatever that they use, like just internally and they don't have libraries. They didn't have libraries. So every project they're going to tile showrooms and they're going to carpet wow. showrooms. I'm like, Oh, therefore just like start ordering stuff that's successful that you like and to start gathering your library so you can just shop within those, the within your own studio, within your studio for sure. You don't have libraries. And I know that like getting a whole, we're blessed. Like we have fabric libraries from all of our vendors, Mm -hmm. you know, so we have all those and like most designers do COMs because they're like, well, I just have this bag of fabrics that oh, I like. No. And so just, yeah, that's how like, if you're on your own, I and remember so when I expensive. did my own thing. That's so expensive. And a lot of mistakes just, they, they just happen. I remember when I was on my own for that year and a half, I did a lot of COMs because like I didn't have full libraries. Oh, and so you're yeah. just like, well, that, those, I know that like, I like those. So let's, let's get those again. And then it just takes longer. And anyway, just like start building your libraries, mm-hmm. young designers and be smart about it. Yeah. I like that. That's really good advice. Any other advice before we turn these guys loose? Oh gosh. It gets better. (laughs) (laughs) Chin up, chin up, baby dove. Yeah, It does get Um, better. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It'll get better. And I think just at the end of the day, like we, we thrive off of like the seeing those finished product photos. We were just, we just did. Um, We're about to launch this like incredible project that we worked on years ago. That's finally getting published and, Anyway, we were just looking at the video. I'm like, gosh, that's such beautiful work. I'm mm-hmm. so proud of that work. Yeah. You know, and I like love the client and you you do, you just fall in love with the people that you work with, like your network, you're the actual client and you want nothing but the very best for them. So just like be genuine in your intentions. People can read you. True. You know, so just be authentic, be honest, mm-hmm. you know, like people can see through, see through someone that's being inauthentic. Yeah, for sure. Genuine. So Anyway, just be really humble. And I think that's something I think when you're young, you don't want to like show that you don't know all the answers. I remember coming out of school and working at a firm and having to do all this, these finished work drawings um, for this cafe up in Park City. And they're like, yeah, do all the finished work and all the molding profiles. I'm like, okay, totally. I can totally do that. You know, <laughs> I'm like looking through these molding books, just trying, trying to like draw it up in CAD and like figure out like this. And it took me like a hundred years. It took me so much longer uh-huh. and it probably wasn't as good as it could have been had I just called somebody, yeah. called a finished worker, yeah. called an expert to be like, you know what? I'm actually not great at these. Do you have a resource mm-hmm. that I could talk to? And I get, I bet you, totally. I would so much rather 
as a boss, have somebody say that, like, yeah, I'm not great at that. Who do you know? That's great at it. And I could talk to them. I'll be like, boom. Or even can I talk to the finished worker on the, the project? Is that, yeah. yeah. And like, well, you'll get from A to Z so much faster. Totally. So much more. So don't be afraid to say you don't know how to do mm-hmm. something. You like figure it out, figure out who to call. Yeah. And don't for try me, and do it and you'll avoid mistakes. I think most of us creative people would rather learn by experience like that then by sitting there and reading through a book and trying to figure out which moldings go with which moldings and yeah. the finisher will be laughing his A off at you I'm sure it when he's like looking. Do yeah, Jeez. definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think finding the Disneyland fast pass way oh. to do things mm-hmm. so that, you know, talk to the expert on it yeah. and don't just try and teach yourself at all. No, don't yeah. be a hero on this guys. No, there's, yeah. there's too many, to sell, sell the good people that know too what many doing. people that you can lean on. Um, your client's going to be so happy that you've involved experts. You're going to be a better designer for the collaboration, collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. Yeah. yeah. A picture. If you have a beautiful picture and you're like, this is the molding, this is what I want to look like. Finish worker. What do you have? Mm-hmm. It looks like this. The client loves this. Everybody's going to understand that picture more than you're drawing with coats on it. Mm-hmm. So start there. Yeah. Just, yeah. Build up, build up your people around you. Totally. Yeah. Can't say that enough. What advice do you have for the people, Corey? Um, I think my best was best advice was just, you know, you have to be passionate about what you're doing and just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I mean, it's the same thing with music and, uh, you know, us designing product here. Like how many times did we just felt like we were beating our head against a wall? But when you look back at it, that's yeah. the other thing is like measure your success that's my other advice. I love Look that. back at where you That's were really and be like, I've gotten here from then, mm-hmm. you know, and then the only way to go is forward from there, you know? Totally. And then you kind of get proud of where you've, you know, where you're at now from where you started. Yeah. I love that. It's easy to like, you know, I don't know. It's easy to get down about the things you've done wrong. And those are the things you remember. Those are the, if you eat at a restaurant a hundred times and it's awesome, one time it sucks. Mm-hmm. If you remember That's the one sucks. time it sucks. You're like, I guess the chef quit and nobody works there anymore and there's roaches. <laughs> yeah, so I'm exactly. never going to go there ever again, you know, like, but yeah. like, try, yeah. So as a designer, just, I like that measure your success because I'm sure there's more of those than you do have fails. Totally. So. Hmm. Such good stuff, guys. Well, these are some of the lessons we've learned or the design fails that we've experienced. Um, no need to feel discouraged. It gets better. Um, and you get better for it. And, um, we're just, uh, want to say thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 